0: So we will be taking a pause uh, for the next couple months as uh, we head into Advent and then we will be doing our and joining with our larger Alliance family at the beginning of the year for 40 days of prayer. So we will be pausing our study on the book of Matthew for uh, several months here and this morning um, with that pause want to just take a few moments Um, In the midst of all of the holidays, coming out of Thanksgiving, coming into Advent, uh, to talk about, for a few moments, God's will for you in Christ Jesus. God's will for you in Christ Jesus. There are sermon notes that are in your bulletin, which i will have some simple fill-ins that will be on the screen. But if you're a note-taker, you can follow along in that way. But I think we would all agree... That the holidays, the holiday season, if we lump all of these together, really can be a dizzying time for us. I remember not too long ago, I was in a store. It was prior to Halloween. Halloween. There was Halloween candy on the shelves. And at the same time, the candy on the shelves was in one area. And right over next to it were workers that were tearing down an area and beginning to set up decorations for Christmas. We were not even at Halloween yet, and the candy was still there to buy, and the Christmas decorations were going up. It is crazy, because no sooner will you sleep off that tryptophan-induced coma from Turkey on Thursday, than now we are head over heels into Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and all that goes along with that, and we aren't even into December yet. Holidays from Thanksgiving to Christmas to New Year's can be a very, very dizzying, crazy, chaotic time. And so, in the midst of this, before it really gets even crazier, I would like for us just to take a few minutes this morning to look at what God's will for us is during this season, this time. Now, understand that this is God's will for us every single day of the year. But especially in this chaotic season that we're entering into, we need to especially take opportunity to get laser focused on this so that we can walk through the holidays together well as we would discern God's will for us, for you in Christ Jesus. Before we would launch into that, I think it's important for us to take a pause and to understand that these words that I've just read and we're going to look at this morning were written to the church in Thessalonica, which would be in modern-day Greece. The church in Thessalonica. I say this because it is so easy for us to read these passages in an individualistic way. In other words, when we read it, we would read it as, this is God's will for me in Christ Jesus. And certainly there is personal application for each of us individually. We are to do this. But we need to understand that these words, this This concept that Paul is saying, God's will for you in Christ Jesus, he is literally saying it, the original hearers would have understood it as, this is God's will for you all, or all of you, or if we were going to personalize it, say, this is God's will for us. The original language, it's not singular you, it's plural you. We have a way of just thinking in our Western mindset, our Western world, that I'm going to run off and I'm going to do God's will in my life for me, forgetting that God's will is for us to do together. And so as we look at this heading into the holidays, as they come upon us, may we practice God's will for us whenever we get together. So, as we walk through this passage this morning, understand this is what God wants us to do when we gather on Sunday mornings. It's what God wants us to do when we gather in small groups. It's what God wants us to do when the men gather on Wednesday morning and the ladies on Thursday morning for prayer. It is what God wants us to do when we gather on Wednesday nights for our extended nights of worship and prayer. It is what God wants us to do when we gather after the service next week for our Christmas potluck and decorating and fellowship time and gingerbread house making. It is what God wants us to do when young at heart gathers And when the ladies gather. It's what God wants us to do when the Alliance men gather. It's what God wants us to do when Sunday school and children's church and Focus youth group gathers. It's what God wants us to do when we gather on Christmas Eve. Do you get the feel yet? This is probably more accurate to say God's will for us. In Christ Jesus, while still daily practicing it in our individual lives. Three aspects, three commands that Paul gives for God's will for you all in Christ Jesus. The first is this: rejoice always. The NIV says, be joyful always. Many translations say rejoice in the Lord always. That is the best translation, to rejoice always, because joy is this internal state. It's a state of being. It's a fruit of the Spirit that is a result of the Holy Spirit manifesting joy in us. You and I can't just decide one day we're going to be joyful It is a work of the Holy Spirit within us. It is the fruit, it's the byproduct of our surrendering, being filled with, and allowing the Holy Spirit to have his way. But rejoicing is an intentional act of worship that we take in declaring the goodness and the greatness of our God. And whenever we do that, inevitably the Holy Spirit begins to be at work and joy arises if you've ever felt bleh, especially if you come in on Sunday morning and you feel bleh, I don't want to be in church today. I'd rather go do this, go do this. But you make yourself come to church. You may have woken up this morning and you may have said, I really don't want to go to church. But you made yourself. If that's where you're at, I applaud you. That's the best step that you could take. And hopefully as you have come and you've praised the Lord and you've rejoiced in the Lord this morning, joy has begun to develop and bubble up in your soul. And you begin to say, you know what, I kind of am glad that I came this morning because I made the intentional step to worship God, to rejoice in the Lord, to lift my attention from myself and from my circumstances to him, to declare his goodness in his greatness. Rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. It's important, even though the command there on the screen is rejoice always, it's important that we know that it is to rejoice in the Lord always. There are many things that we can rejoice in. This week I was blown away by the response to the firing of a certain offensive coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers. If you're a football fan, you will know that the Pittsburgh Steelers fired their offensive coordinator, and it was something that Steeler fans have been calling for probably more than just this year. And I remember hearing this news, and I just happened to be on social media, and no lie, there were eight straight posts of the same statement being shared on social media and everyone was going, "Woohoo!" I felt bad for the guy. He was being, his firing was being rejoiced over. <laughs> One commentator, sports commentator said, I haven't seen this much rejoicing in Pittsburgh since the last time they won the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's the last time there was this much rejoicing in Pittsburgh. Now, if you're a Steeler fan, you totally get it. If you're not, you're like, what in the world is he talking about? But my point is simply this. There are many, many things that we can rejoice in. But God's will for you all, for us, is that we would rejoice in the Lord. That we would rejoice in the Lord. Friends... May we not be outdone by jubilant Steeler fans. Let's make sure that we rejoice in the Lord. Because he is good, amen? He is faithful, amen? He is loving and merciful and gracious, amen? He is sovereign and powerful and generous, amen? He is unchanging, he is holy, he is incomparable, and I could go on and on and on, right? Amen? We have much, thank you We have much to rejoice in the Lord For This is our God And so the Apostle Paul says Rejoice in the Lord Always Every time we gather And every time you go about your daily life Rejoice In the Lord Even if you don't feel like it Rejoice In the Lord is worthy of it. Second command that Paul gives to us that is God's will for you all, for us in Christ Jesus, and that is to pray continually. Pray continually. Paul says to pray continually. Some translations will say pray without ceasing. Prayer is a gift of of intimacy and communion with God that he invites his children into. It is not some duty. It is something that is a a privilege of the children of God to come into. And I truly believe that there is little that fosters relationship with him more than prayer because it provides us opportunity to both speak to him and to hear from him. It provides us opportunity to be in the presence of our King. Prayer can often be seen as this private thing that we do. And indeed, there is a private aspect to it. Jesus, in the Sermon on the Mount, as we looked recently, said, When you pray, go into your closet, your prayer closet, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. So there is this personal, private reality of prayer. But God's will for us in Christ Jesus is that we would be a people who prays together. That whenever the people of God come together, that we pray. It's the reason that Jesus, when when he was asked, teach us to pray, Lord, began with our Father. If it was just to be something that we do vertically together, me and God, he would probably have said, pray, my father. And certainly it is fine in those intimate times to say my father, but we recognize that he is our father. And when we come together in prayer, we are coming to our father together, which means the only way we can pray plural is if we are praying together. The early church prayed together regularly. It's God's will for us that we would pray together. May it be so for us as we walk through the holidays and throughout the year that we would be a people of prayer. In our movement, our denomination that we are a part of, the Christian Missionary Alliance has various core values and The second core value is prayer is the primary work of the people of God. May our gatherings be marked by continual prayer, verbally, silently. May we intercede for the work of God in our church, in our families, in our community, in our city, in our state, in our nation and to the ends of the earth. May we ask for lost people to be brought into saving relationship with God through Christ. May we pray for the discouraged to be encouraged. May we pray for the sick to be healed, for the lonely to be comforted, for the enslaved to be set free, and for the afflicted to be delivered. May we pray for provision for the poor. And may we pray for peace in war-torn areas like Ukraine and Israel and Palestine and beyond. May we pray for the return of our King, the Lord Jesus. In the midst of so much need, in the midst of so much that is before us, may we be a people who prays continually. And may we be a people as we turn the calendar after the holidays and enter into 2024, that come expectantly to join with our Alliance family and together for that 40 days of prayer. Pray continually. This is the will of God for us in Christ Jesus. The third command is to give thanks in all circumstances. Paul says that it's God's will for us in Christ Jesus, to give thanks in all, thir- all circumstances. In this season of Thanksgiving, we've been practicing thankfulness. And I hope that Thursday for you was an opportunity that was provided, that gave you ample opportunity to reflect on and to give thanks for all the ways that the Lord has been good to you, for the ways that he has blessed you. But in this, I I want you to notice that Paul says, give thanks in all circumstances. He doesn't say, give thanks for all circumstances. We sang, and I appreciate Isabel and Michelle leading us in worship this morning. We sang, Yes, I will lift you high in the darkest valley. That's, That's not saying, Thank you for the dark valley. That's saying, Yes, I will praise you. Yes, I will give thanks. In the dark valley, when my heart is heavy. In the midst of all circumstances, we give thanks. Story is told of two men who were walking through a field one day. And as they were walking through the field, they spotted an enraged bull. Instantly they darted toward the nearest fence but that storming bull came in hot pursuit and they knew that they weren't going to make it to that fence that bull was going to catch up to them very very soon so terrified the one man shouted to the other lift up a prayer John because we're in for it we're not going to make it but John answered I, I can't I've never made a public prayer in my life the other man says but you must that bowl is catching up to us. All right, John said, as he panted, as they were sprinting as fast as they could, he said, I'll say the only prayer I know. The one my father used to repeat at the table. Oh, Lord, for what we are about to receive, we give thanks. <laughs> He's actually praying continually and giving thanks. In all circumstances. It's funny. But you know, it's easy for us, isn't it? To give thanks when life is good. To give thanks when the church is unified, when attendance is where we like it, when giving is beyond what is needed, when the enemy isn't attacking, when when things are nice and smooth. And we praise the Lord for the times when those things are true. But there are also times in the life of a church family where there is conflict, where the seats aren't as full as we would like, when giving may be under budget, when the enemy seems to be on the prowl, when it's not so easy. It's critical in those times to be giving thanks just as much. To give thanks for the ways that you see God at work. To give thanks for the ways that you see him pouring out his grace and mercy. To give thanks for the way his presence is manifested in our midst. To give, way, give thanks for the ways that growth is happening in people's lives. And people are growing in their freedom in Jesus. When the circumstances are good and when the circumstances are bad, we give thanks. This is God's will for us in Christ Jesus. And as we are in the midst of the holidays and as it's gonna get busier and we're gonna have more opportunities gathered around the celebration and the, of the birth of Jesus, may these be on our minds. May we be people who every time we gather together, we rejoice in the Lord always. That prayer is a continual practice and that we give thanks to God In all circumstances, we're going to take a few moments together just to engage that, to worship the Lord in a closing song together. As Isabel and Michelle would lead us, we'll begin with that place in the song Gratitude that we will sing, a place to just rejoice in the Lord. But about halfway through the song, I want to give us some opportunity to pray continually and to intercede. And here's where I would like for us to intercede. And and they'll they'll just be the music playing, and it'll give opportunity. And I would encourage you to pray out. And the way we'll do that is rather than one person at a time praying, I would just encourage us out loud together to pray to lift up our voices to the Lord in prayer. And here's what I would love for us to pray for. This song talks about the salvation, the gift of Jesus that he has given, that the father has given to us. Would you pray in those moments? And I'll give us direction at that time. Would you pray for the salvation of family, friends, those in our community, in our city, nations, however the Lord would lead you. But pray specifically that there would be those who don't yet have gratitude in their hearts for the salvation of Jesus, that they would come to know the one who gives us this reason to be grateful. And then we'll continue in that. There's space in it to rejoice in the Lord, space to give thanks to him, but we wanna take some space as well to pray continually. So as the worship team would come, I just want to ask the Lord to lead us in these moments and then invite you to stand and we will engage in this together. So Father, we thank you for your will for us in Christ Jesus. Certainly these are things that we want to be practicing individually. But Lord Jesus, we want to be a people together, a family of believers together who rejoices in you always, who prays continually, and who gives thanks in all circumstances as we gather as your people. Spirit of God, thank you for your presence with us. Would you move amongst us and lead us as we would lift these praises, as we rejoice in you, give thanks to you, but also would you give us your heart of intercession for the lost in these moments. Thank you for your word. Thank you for this perfect will that you have for our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.